shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Francois and I'm joined by my co-host and wife Felicia. This is episode 5 and today we're going to talk about the two games that the Liberty played against the Atlanta Dream and then the Phoenix Mercury. And last Tuesday the New York Liberty faced the Atlanta Dream for the second time this season and the Dream, believe it or not, created the upset with an 86-79 to victory. Felicia! What happened? Because that was a big shocker. That was a big shocker. They definitely should have won that game, but Atlanta came out. They made the necessary adjustments from the previous game, and they just looked stronger. They looked quicker. They looked sharper on the court. They definitely uh, gave Vandersloot a run for her money. Um, I think they just disrupted the whole flow of the Liberty team, and they they just did a better job. And obviously the biggest, the biggest disappointment of that night was probably, uh, Brianna Stewart and it was a tough game for her. You know, the shots just weren't going down. Um, but give credit to Atlanta as well. Their defense was, was good. You know, I think they did a great job on some of the double teams. She definitely had open shots, but, or open looks and the shots just weren't falling. So I think, you know, she still tried to do her best and affect the game, um, rebounding and assists, but the offensive presence was missing. And when your number one is missing offensively, it's it's going to create a huge problem for the, for the team. So, you know, it just wasn't the game for her. You know, I truly believe if she had even made half of her shots, they <laughs> yeah. would have won this game. It would have been tight, no question, but I, I think they would have won this game if she even made half of those shots. Yeah, and that's when you realize that Brianna Stewart, as I said last time, is a cheat code and can help you in so many ways. But when the best, one of the best players in the world is uh, 1 for 14 in terms of field goal percentage, 0 for 5 at the three-point line uh, with 12 points when she's like the second best scorer or the third best scorer in the league, that's definitely gonna, that's definitely going to hurt. But let's give credit, though, to, to Atlanta. Like you said, they made the adjustments. Uh, I think it was last week that we played against them in Atlanta where it was overall a, an easy win, even though they, they made a comeback in the third quarter. We won by over 20 points. Um, so obviously, they were going to come back with a different mentality. And let's not forget that uh, their coach is a defensive mind coach. Um, and so we knew that they were going to make adjustments. But boy, that, that was definitely a, a different game. Uh, like you said, they put a lot of pressure on the ball. Uh, Van der Sloot, um had four turnovers, um, two probably pretty much on their own, but two where it was like a lot of pressure from the defense. And I would have to say that it was probably, from all the games they played so far, for me the, the least enjoyable um, that I watched from the Liberty. Uh, they were very static on, on offense. So don't you think like like the ball movements was very, I don't know, it was very sluggish. So it was kind of like part of the defense is responsible, but part is also that, you know, the Liberty was trying to find some answers. And uh, we didn't mention, but obviously uh, in this game, Sabrina Ionescu was absent uh, from that game with an armstring injury. Uh, so the Liberty didn't want to take any risk. And we saw that without Sabrina, it's a key piece missing. Someone that can pretty much score when you need it the most. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you definitely felt uh, Sabrina's presence uh, missing on the court. You know, I think she, you know, she's aggressive. You know, she's a three-point killer as well as getting into the paint. And she definitely has a great mid-range shot um, that we were even still talking about a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's definitely... um, the aggressive killer that you are missing on the court at times. And, you know, unfortunately it was just a tough game for them, you know, and I, I, I do give credit to Atlanta and I do think, you know, the WNBA, it's only so many teams, it's 12 teams. Yes. And so even in the 12th spot, to me, it's like every game counts. There's and, no every, easy, and there's no easy game. There's right? no easy game. And you got to give credit to these teams, you know, they're, they're putting, the best of the best on the court. And even if you're in the 12th spot, you can't just sit and think, oh, this is going to be an easy win for us. They're going to play you as hard as they can. And if you just think because, oh, we're number two or number three or, you know, we're in the top five that we can take on, you know, everyone else below us, that's, you know, you're kidding yourself. So don't sleep on Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you as you know, through this week, they they didn't just beat the Liberty. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, uh, and you're totally right. When we see some of the teams that are struggling at the beginning of the season, the Minnesota Lynx, uh, the Indiana Fever, Atlanta Dream, even the Seattle Storm, they're starting winning games. Yeah. They're starting to figure things out. And there's enough talent on each one of those teams yep. for teams like the Liberty to not, you know, sleep on their laurels and think that we're going to have an easy win. And like you said, there's a lot of talent in this league. And mm-hmm. we have talented rookies this year. Yeah. Um, and one uh, player that got my attention was definitely Ailey Jones uh, that I used to play for Stanford. Um, I was really wondering wondering how her talent was going to translate to the WNBA. Obviously, she was a multifaceted, multi-talented player. Uh, but I was wondering the, the physicality uh, of the WNBA, how she was going to cope with it. But it seems like she's like playing like she was playing in Stanford. She had a tremendous second half uh, against the Liberty. She was sort of playing the point guard. For those... Of you that might question her three-point shot, she had a couple of three-point shots in this game that really uh, killed the, the Liberty. So that she was definitely a positive. And remember, Felicia, I told you last week, I think, that I was really worried about uh, strong guards uh, that could really create a lot of damage versus the, the Liberty. And you said, well, you know, I think that, you know, we, I believe that the Liberty can cope defensively against those guys because my objective is I always keep in mind the Las Vegas Aces who mm-hmm. are the, the WNBA champions. So those are the, the sort of t- standards that I'm always looking into. Uh, but when we look at the contribution of A.D. Durr, uh, who is a former Liberty player, Alicia Gray, who's having a, an incredible year, uh, you kind of wonder, once again, if the Liberty do have a problems with very talented guards on defense. And let's not forget also Rookie of the Year last year, Ryan Howard, who also contributed as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. They got to make the necessary adjustments on the court. You know, I think defensively, the Liberty, ha- they have some holes. Mm. You know, I think as the season wears on, you know, hopefully they can patch those up. But, you know, I, I think they can still take on these teams but I do think they have to stay locked in for the 40 minutes Mm. they get they start out strong typically 
um, the first half, or at least they try to, but there, there's lapses and in certain teams, especially, you know, like the aces and, and, you know, even Connecticut, they're going to take advantage and they're not going to give that lead back once they get it, you know, if they get it. And so, you know, there's still some holes that they got to put together, but like Brondello said, they didn't really have a lot of practice time hmm. together. So that is a, a big factor. I mean, they're trying to get that in now, but, you know, with players overseas coming back and not having enough time and, you know, other teams have been gelling for at least a year, a couple years now. So hmm. they know how to play with each other. So, you know, they have that advantage. But, you know, I think the Liberty, they have their offense. If the offense is clicking – and if they can play with pace, they are very dangerous. But, you know, each game, we got to see. You know, I think they'll grow through the season, and hopefully they can be on pace every game so that they're that lethal. I think we've seen sparks of that throughout each game. They just got to keep it consistent. Yeah, and so up until the end of the third quarter, uh, the game was pretty tight. But what really killed us um, was – the offensive boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where the Atlanta Dream really made a huge difference where the Liberty was trying to get some stops and the amount of rebounds, offensive rebounds that the Dream got uh, was very frustrating uh, from the stands. And and the player that had a tremendous impact in the fourth quarter for the Dream and for the game was Mo Billings. Um, she was plus, 12, plus 14 uh, on the court, the biggest plus minus uh, of the game, uh, and she had 12 points and seven rebounds. Seven rebounds. That's that's a lot. Four offensive rebounds. And I wouldn't be surprised if most of them were in that fourth quarter. And so when you have a player like that and players that just get the offensive rebounds, it's really frustrating and and it's hard for the Liberty when you put a lot of energy on defense but then you don't box out. And they score countless amount of points like that. And pretty much the Liberty try to play catch-up uh, in the end, and, and it was kind of too late. The momentum, momentum had shifted pretty much. Yeah, at that point, you know, when everyone's just kind of looking at the ball, not boxing out, you know, Atlanta was just more aggressive. Um, from the stands, you could just see they were more aggressive. They were attacking more. You know, they just got to their spots. And even for the rebound, they made sure to be the most aggressive, you know, um, under the basket. So, you know, kudos to them. You know, it was an an unfortunate loss for the Liberty, but something I think they will learn from and and grow from and hopefully work on and get better at patching up some of those holes. Yeah, but let's not be completely negative. There were some positive things in in the game, uh, and you always want to sort of keep some of the positive in mind and for me the positive in the game was definitely Maureen Ioannis and Bernard Laney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maureen Ioannis was very aggressive on offense uh, she had incredible plays incredible three-point shots and that's why I like uh, with Sandy Brandello she, I don't know if she when I was looking at the post-game conference she it was almost like a second mom but what I like is that she just let her be. She let her play. And she keeps saying it. Like, with Marine, we want her to be herself. Uh, we want her to be aggressive. And with Sabrina absent, she definitely uh, took on board that role and was ag- aggressive offensively, offensively all throughout the game. And then Benaja, 
Um, I think she was utilized more as a defensive player at the beginning of the season, but now she's finally finding the right balance with the defense and the offense. Offensively, she was also uh, incredible, very aggressive on, on offense. And so for me, they were the two highlights of, of the game. Do, don't you agree? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think with the absence of Sabrina, you know, they definitely stepped up more offensively. You know, I wish uh, more shots went down for them, you know, hopefully would have won the game. But, you know, they were definitely a huge offensive presence for the Liberty this game. Um, Maureen, she's a magician out there. I mean, what can you say about her? (laughs) I could see why you just got to let her play. You just got to let her let the game come to her. But you also got to be ready because she loves to pass the ball, and you got you got to get your hands ready mm. for some of those passes. And so, um, yeah, I love seeing Marine out there doing her thing. I think you know, also as the season goes on for her, you know, she'll get more playing time. You know, and they love her on the court, and we love her in the stands and mm. all that she can do. So, and with Benija, you know. Her defensive presence is necessary. It's solid. You know, her and Thornton, they are the ones that will lock it down. But offensively, I was glad to see her offensive presence more um, against Atlanta. So, you know, again, they are definitely, they were the highlights of that game. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't get the win. But, you know, next time. I I will conclude about that game that there was one other positive and it's Jocelyn Willoughby. Um, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy uh, for players like her and also Anchu, um, you know, to not have a lot of playing time. Um, Jocelyn Willoughby went through a lot of injuries those past few seasons, but she always seems to have the trust of, of the coaching staff. And I always kind of think about the other team that we support, the Brooklyn Nets, where they always call the stay-ready group. Mm-hmm. And Justin Willoughby is definitely that definition when it comes to the New York Liberty, uh, because she got to have a bit more playing time when, um, you know, I think it was Marine and Vanderswood that were a little struggling uh, with the guard, especially Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin Willoughby in the second half, she was given the task to defend against her, and she did an amazing job. Now I think obviously she started finding food on offense. Uh, but the defensive task is definitely one of her strengths, and I think she did an amazing job. And, and I hope that she she can get a little bit more playing time. I know it's not easy with such a roster, but we're going to need everybody, right, to, to get to the finish line. We need everybody to be involved and, and to contribute. And so for me, I also want to give a shout-out to Jocelyn Willoughby because she, she did really well in that second half in that time that she was given. Yeah, she definitely came out and was a huge defensive presence, you know, especially against Howard. We needed that. Um, and, yeah, I want to see her on the court more, for sure. We definitely need that defensive presence. And, and she's also good offensively. So, you know, I think if she can get more playing time, I know it's difficult as they try to gel the starters together. But hopefully, you know, we can see her on the court more helping out, um, you know, from the bench. All right, so now let's move to today's game. Uh, we're Sunday. Uh, it's the moment that we're recording uh, the game against the Phoenix Mercury. 
But before we talk about the game against the Phoenix Mercury, uh, this week uh, the New York Liberty released a new episode from their Liberty Unlocked series, an all-access series about the New York Liberty. Uh, and this episode was called Defining a Winning Culture. And I thought it was very interesting. First of all, kudos uh, to the New York Liberty uh, for trying to emulate uh, what we see in the, w in the NBA where we have uh, you know, YouTube episodes and YouTube series about the behind the scenes of teams. I think it brings a lot of excitement to the WNBA and getting to know the players and, and their everyday life as professional athletes. And so I thought it was a very interesting episode. We saw a lot of communication. We saw them in the locker room, uh, try to define the culture, define the, uh, their roles. Uh, watching films to uh, see what they need to figure out. So it was very interesting to see the conversations, see some of the keywords that they want to, you know, represent uh, the New York Liberty's culture. And um, there was a quote before the Phoenix Mercury game that kind of sort of illustrate what we saw in uh, in that episode, where Kutner Vandersloot uh, said that the Liberty. Uh, practice hard during these days off because they had four days uh, off before uh, the Phoenix Mercury game. And she said that it was crucial uh, that when the season gets going, it's hard to really work on things. And in this 10-game stretch, they find some weaknesses to work on and improve. And sometimes watching film isn't enough. Um, that was a question uh, from Winsider during that post uh, that pre-game uh, you know, conference. So... Well, what did you make of uh, that episode or what uh, Vendersloot is saying about, you know, practicing uh, and especially the offensive, reba uh, offensive, the rebounds overall that were necessary to work on? It was a good episode. I thought it was great. Um, the I like the team building exercises they had. <laughs> um, <laughs> for some reason, it reminded me of uh, certain places I used to work. We used to do those kind of exercises. You get into groups and oh, really? you get to know each other. You get to try, you know, you're trying to build a culture. Mm. And so I, I understand what they're trying to do, um, which was which was good. It's a good first step for sure, because this is a brand new team. So they got to get to know one another. They got to build the relationships, build that trust. So that will translate on the court. Um, and that's big. That's important. So you got to start right there. And then it builds from there. So I think it was a great episode. Um, I like what Sloot was saying. Um, they got to work on, you know, with boxing out and getting those rebounds. You know, it, if everyone's putting in the work, it's going to translate eventually on the court. And, you know, we, we are seeing signs of that. They just got to keep working. Again, we talked about it previously. They just didn't have a whole lot of time practicing before the season started. So mm. they got to get it in right now and they got to work with each other. They got to have those honest conversations, even, you know, or tough conversations, if you will. Um, but that's necessary in order to build the trust build basically a family, you know, for the mm. Liberty. Yeah. So I thought it, it, it was great. And, uh, like Courtney Vance would say at some point, it's good to have those conversations, but let's put in the work. And that was one thing that got my attention when they were in the locker room, where she was saying that I, I see my teammates working hard every single day at practice. And she said that she saw Benajah Lenny hitting countless frees uh, in practice. 
And so she knew that when I see one of my teammates working so hard and making those baskets at, at practice, I'm going to pass her the ball. I can trust my teammates that if I find her on the court, she's going to make those shots. And she's uh, making those shots. And she's making those <laughs> shots. So I thought it was, it was definitely a great thing to see. Uh, and, you know, for us to see as fans uh, a culture that is continuing, continuously getting built. And so let's, let's now talk about this game that everybody was excited to, uh, to see. And so excited that the New York Liberty decided to open the 200 section for this game because the lower level was sold out. So obviously everybody wanted to be there for Brittany Griner's return uh, to New York City. But unfortunately, um, she sustained an injury um, in, uh, you know, earlier this week, I think against the Seattle Storm, uh, a hip injury. No, it was the, the Dallas Wings. Uh, she got a hip injury. So unfortunately, she wasn't uh, there for the game. Well, she was on the bench against the Washington Mystics, but didn't play. Uh, and so she was questionable for today's game. Uh, and unfortunately, she uh, did warm up, but she wasn't uh, fully ready for this game. And Diana Torasi was also out for this game. So a lot of people were there, uh, but unfortunately, some of the top players of the Mercury were not going to be able to compete. So we knew that without, obviously, your top players and also Skylar Diggins-Smith on maternity leave, that the task was going to be slightly easier, but... Obviously, like we said earlier in the podcast, every team has to be respected. And so we still have to get the, the job done. And the job was done today. Um, it was, you know, a relatively good game. And the Liberty uh, ended up winning that game 89-71. to 71. And Brianna Stewart got out of that funk from the game against the Atlanta Dream. And she scored 28 points, 14 rebounds, and 7 assists to carry us to the win. Uh, how, did you, how did you feel today after uh, seeing that victory? They started strong. I was definitely proud of this team. You know, they were strong from the start. They did not give up the lead. They definitely took advantage with the fact that Griner and Tarasi were out. Stewie came back with a vengeance mm-hmm. from her previous game, which definitely. we love. You know, um, Jonquil Jones had a good game. Mm. She had a double-double this game. I think it was her first double-double. First double-double of the for the season. Yeah. yeah, so it was good just to see them clicking a bit more. You know, Sabrina's still out, but everyone stepped up. I was happy to see all the bench players, too, mm. get time on the court and, and, and lock it in. You know, they definitely held the lead when once... They got the lead. Once the starters got the lead, the, the bench players definitely held it down as best they could. You know, they got a little bit maybe lax in the fourth quarter, but came right back and sealed the deal. They, they did great. I was really proud of everyone on this team today. I was happy to see Willoughby on the court mm-hmm. getting some more Once minutes yeah, um, yeah. defensively. She was great. You know, everyone got their chance. Epiphany Prince, you know, she's she's back, but on a hardship contract. She did her thing as well. And, you know, I I really appreciated what everyone did on the team today. They definitely worked as a team today. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, one of the, you know, brightest uh, journalists uh, that we have about the WNBA, she's still very young, uh, but she's very talented. Uh, I'm going to give also... A shout out to uh, Pepper Pestley, 
Um, and she was saying uh, earlier this week she got to uh, meet the New York Liberty and she asked a question to uh, Brianna Stewart and she was asking her and you can find it on the Instagram page. She was saying when you're having a game where your shots are not flowing, what adjustment do you make uh, to be able to like uh, to, to be able to affect the offensive end? And so Brianna Stewart responded by saying that I think continuing to do the little things like getting rebounds, 50-50 balls, that's what leads to big things and realizing that sometimes the ball isn't going to go into the basket, but to remain confident and believe that it's going to get in and not playing any differently just because your shots are not uh, getting in. So I think she definitely wanted a you know, make a statement saying that that was a one-off, uh, that game against Atlanta, and she started the game strong. She had 12 points in the first quarter, was very aggressive, was definitely making her shots, and so you look at the stats, she was 1 for 14 uh, on Tuesday against Atlanta, and she was 7 for 10 in the first half alone against the Phoenix Mercury. So when you have Stewie back on track, it, it's going to be hard to stop the, the Liberty. Yeah, definitely. And she also um, kind of played point at different at different moments yeah. in the game, which took some pressure off of Vandersloot, which was great, giving uh, the Phoenix Mercury different looks. So, you know, she, she was aggressive. She did her thing today. She got the points she needed, and everyone else contributed around her. What can I say? Stewie, Stewie's the number one, so she yeah. played like it today, that's for sure. Yeah, she was asked after the game about uh, a, a seven assist, and she said that with Sabrina being out, uh, they, practiced, they, they were practicing uh, with Stewie uh, running as the PG for a little bit, and she was trying to read how the defense was playing her, when the defense was looking at her, and so you could find the slipper or the person in the corner, and she did that tremendously. I was re-watching mm-hmm. some of the videos I, I got from the game, and the number of assists that Stewie got with some some of her teammates cutting to the basket, because so much of the focus is on is on yeah. Stewie. So that's gonna free one player that if you you know smart and just get in time, you're gonna get serve a beautiful assist uh, by Stewie, and she has seven assists uh, tonight. So that that was great. Um, and then the other thing that they worked on, and you mentioned it briefly, was the, the rebounding. And, and Dawson was asked uh, before the game uh, by Winsider uh, on you know, addressing the, the rebound uh, issue. And she had said that it's working on the details at practice. It's effort too for us. It was just recognizing what we have to do better. A lot of the girls, uh, especially Nyara, Sabale did a good job in practice, and it's something we have to recognize going forward. Um, and they definitely addressed that, that issue uh, in that game. If you're looking at the stats today, uh, you know they had 39 rebounds to 27 rebounds for the Phoenix Mercury. Good job, yeah. Liberty. Now, obviously, the Mercury is one of the worst teams uh, in terms of defensive rebounds, but you still had to get the job done, yeah. and they did it uh, pretty well, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to that in a second, that infamous fourth quarter. But when they needed the most, they, they got offensive rebounds uh, and managed to you know kill the Mercury uh, when they needed to get that, the job done, pretty much. So other good things uh, about this game uh, was the, the defense as well. I, I really enjoyed the defense of, of the Liberty tonight. 
uh, well, tonight, I'm saying tonight, it was actually early, uh, early afternoon. Um, but I feel like now that the team is starting to, you know, slowly but surely gel. And I cannot remember the number of times that um, the Phoenix Mercury ended up with shot clock violations. So that, that was very, very encouraging to see. Uh, Vanessa Lini, that was something that I really enjoyed. It was a, a battle with uh, Sophie, uh, Sophie Cunningham. Uh, it was quite the battle between them defensively. And uh, yeah, it was very, very chippy at some point as well. It definitely got chippy. Uh, kudos to Benajah for not allowing Sophie to get under her skin. You can tell she was trying really hard, mm. but she held it together. She held strong because... Yeah, we don't we don't need no fights on the court for, for something <laughs> silly, especially when you're up, you're yeah. leading. So, you know, it, it was good. You know, it was, it, defensively, they did a great job. And especially, I think they, I don't know, I must have counted about three or four shot clock violations mm. by the Mercury. At the, very it, least, yes. at the least, there mm. could have been more, but... You know, they did a great job. Kudos to Liberty for, for hanging in there defensively against a team that is shorthanded right now, but they, they are still going to try to do their best on the court. So, kudos and, to them. And doing their best, they did uh, in the fourth quarter. So, we're thinking once again that we're going to cruise and have a, an enjoyable afternoon. Oh, no. And Sandy Brandello was like, you know, and she had every reason to, you know, bring a bench player uh, on the court because... You don't want to overwhelm your, your, your starting lineup. So we were up by 22 at that point, and, you know, she put the bench players. But the problem is that none of those players have had the chance to really had the time to work, uh, to play together. They, they've been, like, on the court with some of the starting lineup, but not necessarily, like, all the bench players together. And, uh, you know, the 22-point lead that we had was cut to 8 points, with 6 minutes and 27 seconds left, and the possession for the Mercury. And who gave us a headache and gave us a little scare uh, in that very moment? Who was that player, Felicia? Sophie Cunningham, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I actually wrote it down. Uh, she scored 12 points uh, in less than 4 minutes uh, in that quarter. So... Uh, a little scary moment. She, she kept on scoring freeze after freeze. Uh, kudos to the Mercury who set some good screens uh, to, you know, sort of liber- uh, get her free and, and score free. And that kind of reminded me, unfortunately, of that, that, that playoff game uh, two seasons ago when, when the Liberty was, was back in Brooklyn, their first season in Brooklyn. And they had that really tight playoff game against the Mercury, and, and Sophie Cunningham was the decisive factor in that game. And it was sort of like a flashback of, of that time. But thankfully, they got the job done. And the player that kind of sort of like be like, okay, let's put an end to this and this comeback was uh, Maureen Johannes. Uh, what did you, what yeah, did you make she... of the second half? She was quiet, you know, the first half. She, she had did. zero points in the second, in the first half. I don't yeah. think she took a single shot. Yeah, she had a couple assists. She was the one in foul trouble, really, mm. <laughs> for the game. So, you know, she didn't have any points in the first half. Second half, I think she only scored, what, 
four points in the third quarter. Yeah, four points in the uh, third quarter, six in the in the last quarter. And then she made definitely two decisive threes in the fourth that, you know, definitely helped out a lot. You know, I think for the Liberty, yeah, closing games, you know, Brondello, she, she, she put out a defensive lineup, which you got a 22-point lead. Mm. You're trying to hold it down defensively. I get it, but they're not great offensively. And so, unfortunately for them, Sophie Cunningham got free way too many times and and made them pay. You know, she is a three-point threat. She has always been a three-point threat. You cannot leave her alone. And unfortunately, she got open a few times and dealt those threes. So, you know, for the Liberty, they came back. She had to put the, the, the starters back out, but they, they locked it down. Yeah, they locked it down. And uh, Marine Johannes said post-game conference that, you know, she was told by uh, Sleuth and one of the assistant coaches uh, to be more aggressive and, and, and definitely show in, in that second half. She didn't want to do too much in the first half, but she was definitely uh, aggressive in the second half. And, and when you look at the stats as well, what was very positive was the number of assists for the Liberty. They had 25 assists. Wow. And Brenna Stewart's um, on the Liberty's 25 assists on 30 made baskets said that they're getting to the point where they're making that extra pass, and that's what we all expect. Every game we have high assists, and they know that everyone can knock it down. And I think that was definitely one of the things that I enjoy in this game was the ball movement. Everybody was, uh, you know, able and ready to score. And, and that's what you want when you have a couple of players missing or players that are not 100%. You want everybody to be involved and, you know, be a threat to, to the other team. So, overall, great win. I had a question, though. Yeah. About Maureen Johannes. I'm just thinking about this now. Mm. Do you think coming to the Liberty, because in France, she's the it girl. She's the point <laughs> she guard. She, she handles her team. But coming to the Liberty, I, I get the sense watching her on the court that she comes on there, she tries to help, she wants to help, she's in the game. If she's open, she's going to take the shot, you know. But I, I get the sense sometimes that she just looks at herself almost like Stewie's number one, hmm. Sabrina's number two, if you will. Then, you know, Vandersloot, like, this is their team and mm-hmm. I'm just here to help them yeah. out. And I think for her, it's it's owning her role on the Liberty. Like, you are a Liberty player like Mm. this is your team as well you Mm. have a huge stake in this team so go off and do your thing you know and sometimes I I get the sense that she'll rather pass it Mm. than take the shot and I just yeah I think this game I I feel like the first half she definitely she did a lot more passing um and she could have been more aggressive for sure but I just wonder sometimes is it does she feel like this is truly her team where she can take over a little bit I mean, it's a it's a great question, Felicia. I mean, obviously for the people that don't really get to watch her games in Europe, so she plays for Asvel Lyon, um, and obviously she's like the star of the team with uh, Gabby Williams, and it's true that her role, whether it's for Lyon or the national uh, team uh, with France, uh, her role is completely different. She has the ball a lot. Uh, she scores a lot of points. Uh, sometimes, you know, she has her ups and downs, but she's definitely uh, one of the leaders um, on those two teams. And so, obviously, you know, European player coming to America, uh, you have to adapt. 
Um, and I don't know if, you know, there's a sort of, you know, apprehension of like, you know, or this sort of respect uh, towards like some of the stars of the team or the league. Uh, but I don't think people fully realize the potential of this athlete. She's amazing. And I think that's probably the reason why she wanted to come back to the Liberty. And, and you know, obviously that caused her to not be on the national team for the Euro basket. But I think the, the presence of Sandy Brandello and the coaching staff, I feel like she feels in a safe place, in a place that is going to bring her to another level mm-hmm. um, and be able to sort of have this balance between distributing the game and sometimes just taking over. And, and, and I like the fact that Brandello gave her so much freedom to be herself because sometimes in, in France, they try to restrain her to a specific role and, and that could be frustrating for someone with so much talent. And so... Yes, she might be sort of willing to accept more than what she would accept in, in, in France in terms of like having less minutes or being a certain role. But I do feel like she's that's going to help her to blossom, to have this experience uh, in America and at such a high level uh, that it's going to make her. And I already feel like it already made her a better player. So I think uh, Vendersuit mentioned the, the language barrier that... You know, she's very shy and obviously with not be able to speak the language like fluently. I mean, she gets by in English, but I think that also probably, uh, you know, has an impact. But I think she's going to get more and more confident and I have no doubt that she's going to be key to, to this championship run. Yeah, I mean, Sandy Brondello knows who she is. You can tell the way <laughs> and the she looks at her and the relationship that she has with her when we see a post-game interview. Yeah, yeah, the relationship they have, she's super proud of her. I think, you know, yeah, she, she's going to get the help from the coaching staff. And, you know, she probably has to, you know, sharpen some of her passes sometimes. Sometimes they can, they can look a bit wild. Mm-hmm. You got to be ready. She's not, but you got to be ready for them as well. But, you know, she'll make those necessary adjustments. But I do feel like there's a little bit of apprehension on the court sometimes. I don't know. I get that sense. But it's still early in the season. You know, as it wears on, I think she'll, she'll definitely... Hopefully, she'll get she'll she'll take over a bit more. Yeah, and even though I know that a lot of people uh, came to see uh, the return of Brittany Griner, uh, we do want to see uh, more fans keep coming to the games. Uh, it was the biggest attendance of the season, the second best uh, attendance I think in the history of the Liberty since they've been in in at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Um, so we want to see more people coming. And those athletes deserve uh, to have an audience because their talent is amazing. Uh, Marine is definitely worthy of being seen, but the whole team overall. Um, and so next week, uh, they only have, well, they have two games uh, next week. Uh, part three of the New York Liberty versus Atlanta Dream matchup uh, back in Atlanta on, on Friday. Definitely looking forward to that one to take our revenge on on the game they took in, in New York. And then the second revenge game, uh, I would say, on Sunday, uh, Sunday next week on June 25th against the Washington Mystics, who, uh, you know, really 
shook us up uh, in the first uh, game of the season. They're a tough team. They're a tough team, but this time I think the, the Liberty would definitely be more ready um, against the Mystics, so I'm definitely looking forward to the this game as well. Um, and yeah, that sounds promising. And we'll be there to uh, recap those two games next week. So thank you so much for uh, listening to our podcast. And once again, let's go Liberty! Liberty!